Welcome to The Unbridled Woman with your host, Deanne Rose. Dive deep into the essence of your feminine light. Harness the strength that lies within and rise beautifully into your authentic power. Now, here's Deanne. Hello, gorgeous souls, and welcome to The Unbridled Woman, the show where we embrace our wild, fierce, and untamed selves and step into our full power as women. I am your host, Deanne Rose, and I am beyond thrilled to have you join our tribe of bold and brave women who are ready to live life on their own terms. So ladies, are you ready to set your soul on fire, live life unapologetically, and be the unbridled woman you were meant to be? Let's dive in and start this incredible journey together. As always, I would like to begin our circle today by giving gratitude to the great creator energy that dwells within all of existence. I give thanks and offer reverence. Thank you to the waters that cleanse. Thank you to the air that brings clarity. Thank you to the earth that sustains us. And thank you to the fire that sparks our hearts awake. I am calling in the blessings and the protection of the angels to surround this space with safety and love for all who are listening. And so it is. And now I invite everyone to take three deep breaths. So as we inhale, just filling our lungs, our body with this pure oxygen. And as we exhale, just allowing ourselves to reconnect to our senses. Taking an inhale, feeling your body expand. And as you exhale, slowly softening and releasing. And one more, like the deepest inhale that you've taken all day. Breathe it in, filling it up. And then if it feels good as you exhale, just a ah, feeling everything just let go. So before we get started, I just want to offer another piece of gratitude to our sponsor, Native Path. I have personally been using their products for a few years now, and I am so happy to have them along this journey with us. And now it is my pleasure to introduce to you my beautiful guest and a very, very dear friend, Amanda Love. Amanda Love is a nutrition therapy practitioner. She's a 25-year-plus real food chef and a holistic life coach, specializing in women's wellness and holistic fertility. She is a past Weston A. Price Conference chef and a recipient of the WAP Real Food Activist Award. She is a fierce advocate for medical freedom and personal sovereignty. And when she is not in her kitchen or garden, you'll find her at her office, Heal Austin, in Austin, Texas, helping women make healthy babies and lead their best and most beautiful lives through her practice where she incorporates clinical nutrition, functional medicine, muscle testing, high-quality herb and supplement protocols, and German new medicine. She has had a popular herbal tea for sale for over 15 years called Soothen Infusion which is so healing and awesome. And she sells her seasonal menu plans and nourishing cleanse online and is currently working on her cookbook. Welcome, my dear. 
Thank you. What a beautiful introduction. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I'm so happy to have you here. And so on the first bit, we're just going to go a little bit. Um, I have you, Amanda, just tell us a little bit more of your unbridled woman story. And in the second part of our journey together, after we break, um, you and I will be chatting about the health of our wombs and how they're connected to our overall health and how our overall health is connected to the health of our wombs. Um, so I begin um, these shows with my guests asking you what the word unbridled means to you. Hmm. Thank you. Well, that's a powerful word. And the first thing that really comes to mind for me is having the courage to listen to my intuition, to my gut, to my inner knowing about things. Um, it doesn't mean that I've always acted on that, but um, it's been a, a life process of learning to listen. Mm, yeah, absolutely. I think that's what a lot of my story is about, is that theme of learning to listen to my intuition and my knowing of what's right and true for me. Mm -hmm. And trusting that, I would imagine, as well. Yes. Mm -hmm. or, learning, <laughs> or learning from not trusting it. Like, oops, <laughs> I knew that and I didn't trust it and look what happened. Yes, yes. But isn't it, it's, it's really interesting now to me um, that, the, you know, the universe will give you a, you know, another do-over, like, okay, <laughs> let me ask you again after right. you learn this lesson. Right. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes right. it's a little whisper, then if we don't listen, then it becomes a big slap in the head, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like, how many uh, times have you learned this lesson? <laughs> oh, yeah. Next time I'm going to listen, for real. I know, for reals. For <laughs> <laughs> reals. <laughs> Oh, just about dropped my pen. Um, cool. All right. So, yeah. So I know you have um, a vulnerable story you want to share with us today. And I just, I just really want to honor, honor the courage that um, you are showing um, coming here and, and talking about this uh, unbridled story about your life that I'm sure um, many of our women listeners will be able to resonate and um, you know, as I said before, we we came on today is like the the healing is in the revealing. You know, I think we we are able to um, offer guidance, support, um, and healing to others by sharing our stories. Because um, in my own experience, if if it's happened to me, it's I'm not the only one. <laughs> You know, um, it's, you know, it's all different for all of us, the actual circumstances, but, you know, just the, the energetic feel of it um, could be very similar to people. So, um, so thank you for your courage and your, your strength in coming into this vulnerable story. So whenever you're ready, I would love for you to begin. Thank you. Well, um, I think I'll start with the beginning of, of my story. It's hard to know, okay, wait, was that the beginning or was that the beginning? But um, I'll start with when I was 19, I was heartbroken from a breakup and from my boyfriend dumping me in college. 
and um, just feeling very alone and devastated. And I knew that I had to do something to get myself out of this. And um, I've always had this ability to get myself back if I just have enough time and um, can just really go within and especially be in nature. So I signed up to ride my bicycle across the country. And I'd never done anything like this. Um, the most I'd ever ridden was 13 miles at one time, which almost killed me. And uh, I was I was a weightlifter, I was into ballet, but I was not an endurance person. Mm -hmm. um, but I just knew that I needed to get out of where I was and go do something totally different. So that was really a big turning point for me in my young life. Yeah. Um, going through this huge challenge, wanting to quit so many times, um, riding average 70 miles a day, some days were 120 miles, extreme weather, heat, rainstorms, um, sleeping on the ground almost every night for two and a half months, um, being really challenged by the other people in my group, um, but just getting to be with so much nature and beauty and seeing how gorgeous this country is mm. was so healing and just for me to remember my strength and that life is not all about this guy. <laughs> right. So I came back just so strong and confident and, and really like, okay, I'm over that, I'm over that person and um, moving on. And, um, but I really was bored coming back home and living in Dallas where I grew up and had all these invitations from people in my bike trip group to come live with them in different parts of the country. Yeah, and, you must have met some, yeah, really wonderful people. How big was the group you were in? Um, it was 22, 22 people. Okay. Yeah. So I was, I knew I was done with living um, in Dallas area where I'd grown up. It just felt like all the doors were closing. There was, mm -hmm. I would try to connect with people. They would never call me back or I'd try to go do things. And it was just like doors closing one after the other. And life was just like, get out of here. Like you must leave. And so um, I had an invitation from somebody on my trip to move to the Bay Area. And I went to visit first and um, and I connected with this man and um, I found him to be a very difficult person. However, I was so desperate to get out of where I was that I overlooked my intuition. My intuition was mm -hmm be kind of shaking inside, thinking about a relationship with him, not feeling comfortable, but I didn't know how to listen to that. Yeah. I've never been trained in that. And, you know, that's like what kids should be trained in in school is how to listen to those feelings that, that don't feel right about somebody. Mm -hmm. um, so I had a lot of uncomfortable feelings, but I was so desperate to get out of where I was that I... I overlooked it and I went to live with him anyways. And, and you're uh, about 19 and 20, right? You're still I, 19 I, turned, or... I turned 20. Yeah. Okay. 
And so, um, so I, I moved to Northern California and that was just like a really huge eye-opening experience coming from being a Dallas girl. Um, I just remember like walking around with my jaw open. It was just like going to a different planet. People were so different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> their values, their, the way they dress, their food. Um, it was very uncomfortable in many ways, not, um, not easy. Um, but I couldn't go back. I knew I couldn't go back. And um, one thing led to another, and I, I got into, the, into a relationship with this man, and um, he, he was much older than me. And um, so I grew a lot from him. He challenged me a lot. Um, he was really kind of like the combination of my both of my fathers, my dad and my stepdad. Mm -hmm. and, um, there was parts of him that were very comforting to me. And yet, um, he was also very critical and very negative. And um, there was this voice in me that was like daily saying, you have to get out of this relationship. You have to get out of this relationship. And I just mm -hmm. I couldn't figure out how. And I also felt like, well, I can't go back. I can't go back to Texas. and. Um, He's my way for freedom, my path for to have freedom and a new life. But um, but I also knew like he was really bringing me down. And were you, can I ask you a question? Were you were you financially dependent on him or? I yeah I was financially dependent on him. Yeah, I didn't really have much money. So you kind of had that. Well, that was kind of just like a cord that kind of kept you yes, exactly. <laughs> And um, so we were definitely in a full-on relationship and moved to another place that was very beautiful and lots of nature. Um, and I really had a whole new life, but I was with this person that was just very negative. And, um, and that voice was constant, like, you have to get out of this relationship. And then about a year into it, it turned abusive mm. and it happened suddenly. And um, I was the type of person that never thought it would happen to me. Like I'm a good girl from a good family, from you know middle class. Like this, this would never happen to me. And yet, it, it did happen to me. Um, um, it was physically abusive and mm -hmm. um, very, very heartbreaking, um, devastating to me. And um, I was somehow okay, but um, I I didn't want to tell anybody because I was so ashamed that it had happened to me. And um, there's much more to the story, but you know, eventually, I it, it happened several times, and I escaped and basically mm -hmm. escaped with my life um, because. Um, it, it was it was a very bad situation where oh, wow. yeah, yeah. It was a very dangerous situation yeah um, just yeah just you want to take a moment I mean that's that is that's a lot and it's it's you know something you really you know you went through and very challenging and 
you know, I feel as, you know, as an empathic person, you know, I can really, I can even, I can relate a little bit to just that, you know, not wanting to tell anybody, right? Because it's like, you know, things like this don't happen to girls like me, you know, and, you know, it was, you know, yeah, what was going through your mind? Did you, you know, what was going as you're, you're like feeling like, you know, I, I can't tell, like, what was what coming up with that, with that shame for you? Um, I felt like it was so embarrassing that this mm -hmm. happened. Um, I was also in this, you know, very, very sticky relationship where even though I was, uh, you know, devastated that he did this, I also didn't want anything bad to happen to him. Um, that it's such a trap so many women get into where they don't want to, um, you know, put their abusers in jail or have them have a hard time. Um, yeah. Like what, 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 what is about that? You know, it's like you're trying to protect I, somebody who's actually hurting you. I think what it is, is that you are treated so low. So your self-esteem becomes rock bottom so low. And then like happens in a lot of narcissistic relationships or abusive relationships, then they treat you so special mm. and like gifts and apologies and all, all the things to make you feel so amazing that that feels so good in contrast to being so, so low that you get sucked back in mm. and for it. So that happened to me several times before I, I got out and um, I, I was actually living in a community at that time and I, one of my friends really saved my life who I confided in and um, had people come and get me and literally like put me on a bus and go to a different city. <clears throat> and. Um, then my worst nightmare was that everybody found out, like everybody knew. Mm. And so it was like I had to really face that shame, like, wow, this happened. This happened to me. I've been hiding it. <clears throat> and now everybody knows. And um, my parents had to come and get me. And it was just like the, my worst nightmare, you know, being like um, out, out of my um, parents home and on my own and then they have to come get me and bring me back home and yeah so it was really a, a big downer you know and very depressing and um and I ended up going back home to Texas and being very depressed like wow I lost my life I lost my freedom I was in this new life full of beauty and nature and um doing amazing things learning how to cook and heal and um, and living with people that I resonated with, and then I had to leave all that suddenly. Mm. So was that? Would you say that that was kind of a, a the catapult for you to start listening more to your intuition and what your body was telling you? Definitely. Well, so that's that's the beginning. <laughs> that's <laughs> the, the hard part of this story. Um, and so the next part is that once again, I knew I had to get myself back and that I could get myself back if I just had enough time by myself 
to be alone and really go within that I could recenter myself. And so I, I'd heard many people go to this particular meditation retreat. It was in silence and, um, it always sounded like hell to me. Like, why would I willingly do that? Like, hell no, I'm never going to do that. It sounds horrible. So boring. Um, but suddenly I knew I needed to do that. And there was only four centers and there was one in Dallas area near where I was living. And so I, I booked a retreat and I went and I did it and it completely changed my life because I saw all the patterns of how I got myself into this situation with that man. I saw his, his patterns of um, what made him do that in his childhood and his um, abandonment by his mother. I totally forgave him and cleared just all, all the, the pain and trauma and sadness and abuse energy and I knew I would never allow that again. Yeah. Even though I forgave him, didn't mean I would ever be with him again or see him again. Mm -hmm. But I, I totally became renewed in myself. I was not a victim. I'm not. I was not identifying as a victim or like this is, you know, poor me. This happened to me. Um, I really forgave myself for allowing this to happen, for getting myself into this, seeing all the dynamics. I forgave him. I forgave my fathers for lack of attention and love that made me um, crave attention from men and, you know, get myself into situations that were not good. I just saw the light in so many ways and became infused with love at such a deep level. Wow. And it's like, okay, if that's what I had to go through for this to happen, then all that was worth it because it completely changed my life having this deep inner knowing that I am love and that really I am, I am total peace and love and nothing outside of me can shake that. Yeah. Wow. That's so... It's so empowering because you've, you've found all that within yourself and being able to forgive yourself allowed you to forgive him. You're not so much, you know, you're not saying what he did was wonderful, but it's just the forgiveness. And because, because the, like you said, the understanding of, you know, why, why he was acting that way, you know, and because a lot of us act out of our wounds you know, and we just need some compassion. Um, right. And then, you know, there's a saying I heard one time is, you know, I wish you well, but well away from me. <laughs> so sometimes I feel like that's kind of forgiveness. It's like, you know, I forgive you. I wish you well, but you know, that's it. <laughs> we're, we're done. Yeah. You know, our, right. our, our, our karmic debt has been, been sealed and healed and <laughs> we're done here. <laughs> exactly. um, and yeah, just celebrating that, you know, in such a young age too, to come to that realization and finding that that deep self-love within yourself and just making that proclamation like this is you know i'm not gonna ever this is never gonna come to my doorstep because you're you're at a different vibration right you raised your vibration to a higher level like it's actually impossible for that to ever happen to you again true and it mm -hmm. never has happened again mm -hmm. 
now my the signs are you know I pay attention to the signs um, you know in in advance like before I would get myself into a sticky situation I'm like oh nope been through that don't need that I recognize this this pattern or this um, the energy of this kind of person I'm not going there yeah. But that was really a, such a huge lesson in listening to my intuition, you know, getting back to what you're asking in the first place mm. is I didn't really know how before. And then I realized, um, okay, I had all these signs that I didn't listen, like my body was tight, my stomach was trembling, my voice was shaking, um, all these things inside of me that didn't feel right. And the voice of you have to get out of this. And yet I wasn't listening. So it, it really helped me to listen more. Like, okay, stop, pay attention. Something doesn't feel right here. Just allow that, listen, instead of just like running over, you know, mowing that over and doing it anyways. Yeah. And I think we're going to be taking a break in a little bit, but I think that's a perfect segue into what we're going to talk about in our second half is you know, how many times uh, as women here, we're not listening to the our bodies the, or physical things that it's telling us um, or poking at us and dismissing that of like, maybe, oh, I'm, I'm too young, that it's not supposed to be this way, or, you know, it, it, it's not that. Um, and then we end up, you know, having issues and, you know, we'll go into what your, your specialty is, the holistic, you know, fertility, where, um, yeah, I'll have you go in a little bit more about how women need to listen to their bodies if that's something that they want to make babies <laughs> in the future. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, thank you, sister, for for sharing that really vulnerable story. I really, really appreciate that, and I'm sure the women listening to this um, can also appreciate, yeah, your your strength and courage to not only sustain in that relationship for a while, um, but to get yourself out you know, and create a beautiful life that you have for yourself. So, um, so we're going to take a short break. And like I said, when we come back, we will dive deeper into the importance of womb health for fertility and overall health. And yeah, so stay tuned. Thank you so very much for listening. You are so appreciated and we'll be right back. Voice America at Facebook.com forward slash Voice America for juicy updates from your favorite radio shows and podcasts. The mission at Native Path is to make it easier for people to get on the path toward better health and stay on that path. That's why their suite of nutrition products is made with the highest quality ingredients nature has to offer. One of their most popular products is their collagen peptides. Their collagen consists of only one ingredient and is always grass-fed and free from gluten, dairy, soy, and GMOs, just the way nature intended. And it's amazing. They even have bone collagen and joint collagen products that are specifically formulated to attack problem areas. Brill oil, berber bean, turmeric, native greens, native mind, grain-free granola. The list of amazing products goes on and on. Native Path has an answer for all your needs. All their products are thoughtfully crafted to help you eat, move, and live in a way that supports a long, happy life. 
As a valued Deanne Rose listener, you can go to getnativepathcollagen.com slash Deanne today for a special 45% off offer. Get on the path. Stay on the path. Voice America programs are now available on your favorite connected device, including Amazon, Alexa, and Google Home. Through streams with Apple Podcasts, TuneIn, and iHeartRadio, listening to your favorite show is as easy as saying the show name followed by the word podcast. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast. If that doesn't work, try adding on TuneIn or on iHeartRadio or on Apple Podcasts. You need to live up to your full potential. You've heard that for years, but now there's a channel to help you get there. Introducing the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Our listeners have told us that they want to be motivated, hear about success stories, and positive encouragement around the clock. And we've responded to you. The Voice America Empowerment Channel is the home of the world's top life coaches, entrepreneurs, and success experts. Listen to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's here at voiceamericaempowerment.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Welcome back to The Unbridled Woman with Deanne Rose. Have a question for Deanne or her guests? Join us on the show at 888-346-9141. That's 888-346-9141. Or email Deanne at theunbridledwomanrises at gmail.com. Now, back to the show. Welcome back to The Unbridled Woman. I am Deanne Rose, your host, and I am here with the beautiful Amanda Love, who has been sharing her story on her reclamation of her unbridled woman. So for our remaining time together in our circle, we are going to chat more about our wombs, our overall health, and some fertility success stories. So one of the reasons why I really, I wanted to have Amanda on the show is um, just because of my own personal passions of of womb womb healing and um, just really clearing the sacred space within our bodies. And she's done miraculous work with women in helping them um, through holistic fertility. And so, yeah, so I'd like to share just a little bit about, yeah, what, what you do for your, for your, your women clients. Um, who are the ones who come to see you? What have, what have they been through and why do they come to see you? Great questions. Well, um, I work with a lot of different women um, but uh, excuse me, mostly is um, the group that wants to get pregnant um, and wants to prepare because they get how important it is to prepare, or um, the, the group that has already been trying to get pregnant for some time, for months or years, and can't get pregnant on their own, or the, the group that's done the medical model of fertility, IVF, IUIs, and other treatments, taking fertility um, drugs, Mm -hmm. and that has also not been successful. So I've worked with a a lot of different women to help them get pregnant. Um, And I would say, you know, some of my clients, they've they've spent like almost $100,000 in the medical system with IVF. That's crazy trying to get pregnant and 
what I see is that IVF is kind of like forcing the body to get pregnant when it's not happening naturally. And of course there is a place for it and I'm not completely against it. There's people that, you know, they have medical problems and they just can't get pregnant otherwise. But um, many people are going towards IVF without really trying to fix the underlying problems in, mm. in their health first. Um, and so rounds and rounds of IVF tend to create more problems, more deficiencies, more hormonal imbalances, extreme emotional stress as well, like very erratic and chaotic hormones. Um, and then also like when women do get pregnant with IVF, there's a much higher um, miscarriage rate and then a higher rate of having children with autism um, because of the, the hormones involved. It's not just hormones. They take antibiotics and sometimes other drugs as well during, during the pregnancy. So um, I'm all about natural and holistic ways of getting pregnant and staying pregnant. And so my, what, what I have known for so long is that it's so important to prepare the body for pregnancy. And so this is like a foreign concept. Most doctors never even talk about this. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's so very interesting to me because it doesn't seem, yeah, it's not in the forefront of a lot of women's minds. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And um, my background with nutrition is like Weston A. Price, Price Prodinger Nutrition, which, um, what you know, Weston Price is one of my nutrition gurus. He's no longer alive. He lived and did his work more in like the 30s and 40s, 1930s and 40s, and um, uh, really studied people's teeth all over the world and how they ate. He was a dentist and found that when they were eating their native diet, they had perfect teeth and perfect bone structure and very few of any cavities. But when they went off their native diet, they started to have a lot of cavities, dental occlusions, face narrowing, not enough room for all the teeth. Um, and then children would have a lot of um, ear issues, na nasal issues, the body shape literally changed, the head shape literally changed. Um, Fascinating. <laughs> And so, um, but what he also found was that every single culture he studied did certain things to prepare before they got pregnant. They would eat certain foods before they got pregnant to make sure to have healthy babies. Like one of those foods was fish eggs. And hmm. even inland tribes would go to great lengths to trade with coastal tribes or, or um, cultures to get fish eggs because they're so good for fertility. And then um, bear fat, like Native American women would eat bear fat if they were having trouble getting pregnant. Um, so there was an understanding of, of doing things to prepare the body before conception and then um, taking at least two years minimum after having a baby before getting pregnant again to really let the woman's body fully recover. Mm. So I've just had this deep, like, inner knowing of how important it is for for women to be really healthy because their health is going to reflect the child's health and the man's health too because it's 50 50 50 takes two uh, right. yes yeah takes two <laughs> and so children are these days inheriting a lot of their parents 
junk, their heavy metals, their chemicals. Um, if I do hair mineral analysis as part of the testing that I do, and so many people are high copper before they get pregnant. And so then they tend to have babies with a lot of learning disorders or like major attention issues or um, autism. Mm. They would just take time to detox the excess copper before they got pregnant. Then they would much more likely have a calm, calmer child. So, um, and also your gut health makes a huge difference. Your gut health really is your baby is going to inherit your gut health. So if you have good gut health, your baby will as well. But if your gut is a mess, then your child is likely gonna have a problem as well. And that's what we're seeing these days is just all kinds of babies and children that are sick. Just yeah. unwell, lots of bags under their eyes, constant sinus issues, ear infections, asthma, rashes. They can't even be around a peanut without like having some kind of anaphylactic shock. Um, and that's just not normal, but it's become normalized in our culture. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I remember growing up, no one I grew up with had peanut allergies. That wasn't ever a thing back then. Right. So like, it's in, so what you're talking about really is creating the healthy environment for for this baby to grow in, right? Because because mm -hmm. the way my, my mind is going is like, so the woman already has her eggs in there, um, but it's the environment that this baby is going to gestate in, and her partner because men are constantly making sperm, so his sperm is constantly changing. So his overall health, it's like almost a snapshot, right, of how healthy he is at the time as when the conception comes. And that will affect his sperm as well because you want sperm that is like of the utmost highest quality and motility um, before you get pregnant because that's going to create a much higher life force child, a healthier child than if the sperm is just like, you know, just the minimum sperm count and maybe some of them are kind of like bent and not formed very well and they're not yeah. moving very well. Um, you really want both the man and the woman to have the highest amount of life force and vitality possible to be the most well rested, to have the most inner peace, to have um, excellent health all around. And um, so it's like creating the outer environment in their lives and acting as if they already are pregnant or parents. Um, and then creating the inner environment by healing the thyroid and adrenals and nourishing all the other glands, detoxing the liver, making sure the colon is working well, um, making sure the gut is happy and healthy, and then also supercharging the ovaries. So even though women have all the eggs that we're going to have when we're born, we can supercharge the ovaries with certain supplements and practices and foods as well. Oh, interesting. Okay. And then, what I'm hearing is like intentionality. Yes. So it, exactly. intentionality in when you want to have conceive a child, like it's just not, oh, okay, it's let's just get off our, our contraceptive this month and just try, you know. Right. And and many people that do that, um, they have uh, you know some trouble getting pregnant right away, like. It, they think like, oh, just because I get off the pill, I'm going to get pregnant. 
Not necessarily because you've trained your body for possibly years not to get pregnant. And it turns off your hypothalamus and pituitary, which communicate with your ovaries and all your other glands. So there's usually some months, if not a year of repair work to get your glands and hormone system communicating again. So through testing and um, analysis, I'm able to figure out like, okay, that the brain glands are completely turned off. We got to get those turned on or the ovaries turned off and we've got to get that turned on or get the whole system communicating again, which you can do through some beautiful supplements and also lifestyle practices. Because what I see with most of my clients that are trying to get pregnant that can't is um, that they're living the same, like, very high pace, high stressed lifestyle that they always had, have been, um, drinking a lot, partying, going to bed late, working 60, 80 hours a week. And like, why can't I get pregnant? Mm, yeah. mm. The baby doesn't want to come into that kind of life. I mean, it does happen, but, um, that's, it's not the ideal setting and circumstances for baby yeah. to And so you really have to act as if and set the conditions and like calm your life down, reduce stress in a huge way, heal your relationship, learn how to communicate better with your partner, um, really learn how to make love in your life with your partner in sex, of course, but also just in your life. Um, And Another thing I find is common is is people are just not having sex. And so it's like, well, you get pregnant if you're not having sex, but, or they're only doing it for fertility and the the time, the windows of fertility, but they're not really connected in the rest of their, their life. And they're just doing it to have a baby. Yeah. And that, that gets to be a little old after a while. You know, and, and especially for women too. I mean, we crave more that intimacy and we're able to open up and surrender more, which I would assume helps, you know, getting pregnant is a woman is able to open up and surrender and just, you know, allow. So true. So true. Yeah. It's, it's important for a woman to have an orgasm too for fertility for, for her to get pregnant. I mean, of course it happens without, but it's better. She will be much more receptive if she can have an orgasm before the man ejaculates. So it's good for the partners to just really heal and come together in a tender space and, and to really invite love in. And, um, and another thing I, I have all my clients do is for the couple to write a contract to their unborn child mm-hmm. and promising to take care of them, promising to love them, to provide a safe home, to feed them good food, to look out for them. Um, because they're, you know, there's baby souls up there and yeah. sometimes they're just like hanging out until the circumstances are right or until, or until mom and dad to be, have got, got it together enough, like to slow down, like chill out, settle down, like, okay, now you're ready. I'll, I'll come. But those assurances are very helpful for babies to be like, okay, I'm ready, ready to come through you and be, become a being here. Yeah. And 
what this reminds me of is the term, you know, conscious conception, you know, with, with intention, with calling in that, that soul baby and providing the atmosphere to welcome. It sounds right. <laughs> like I, I just want to redo my, my pregnancies over again. <laughs> yeah. Now, like, oh my gosh, that sounds so beautiful. You know, I mean, granted, I, you know, everyone, we have, we have what we have and our experiences that we needed to have. But, you know, I think as, as the, as a human consciousness just becomes more conscious, more aware of things, you know, it's, you know, the possibility that this is available. You can actually intentionally create this space for a baby to come in, you know, create, your, your healthy body, the, a lifestyle, um, a deeper connection with your spouse, because you need that. You need that when you're new parents, because it's a lot of, it's, there is stress that comes. And if you are healthier and feeling better, you're more able to navigate whatever comes your way. Exactly. Yeah. Having a baby can bring couples closer together or really drive them apart. Mm Mm-hmm connected in the heart space before often the stress of having a new baby and sleepless nights and just all the demands of like really kind of like losing your life as you know it um, can really be a stressor on couples if they're not connected before yeah yeah because I mean a woman is going through her rite of passage there she's going from her maidenhood to motherhood and she is going to change. <laughs> Not only does her body change, but her whole way of, of living her, how she views life, how she, you know, prioritizes, you know, and I think sometimes in relationships, if, uh, you know, the, the couple doesn't have that solid foundation, because, you know, the husband's not going to be top of the, the tier anymore, you know, it's baby. And he needs to also, you know, he needs to understand that. And, there's an acceptance and for him to see the beauty of that, right? <laughs> the beauty of the woman coming into her motherhood. That's, mm-hmm. that's a huge transition for her. And it's a pinnacle part of her life. Right. And, and for the father to really step into his role of provider, protector, warrior, like I'm looking out for this, this is my tribe. Like, mm-hmm. And I'm like on it. I, I got this. I got you, mama baby like yeah yeah she needs to feel that way what are your thoughts about um yeah like after for did did you discuss with your clients like how to prepare afterwards for the baby you know like what kind of things they should be setting up um for their life well um so that's something that's important is like, what is your life going to look like after this? Have you created space in your life? Have you created space in your home for a baby? Um, I'll actually have people um, start um, driving around with a teddy bear in the back seat. Then, just, just for them to remember like, okay, you're going to drive different, right? Like you're going to have this precious little cargo. Like you're going to start driving different, right? You need to get used yeah. to that. Um, so, um, yeah, one of the most important things I talk about is food and really setting yourself up with at least three months, if not six months of really good food. Um, because it's, it's so crazy how many women just have food as an afterthought and they don't even consider food, excuse me, I have to get some water real quick. Mm -hmm. 
you know, a lot of my clients where they're eating amazing while they're pregnant before pregnancy, but then they have their baby and they go back to fast food or eating oh. like really poorly. And what you're eating is becomes what your baby's food is and through breast milk. Yeah. And it's so important to really take time to make lots of amazing soups and stews and broths and food with like beef and liver and beets to really replenish you and your blood since you've just given birth and you've also um, carried and grown a baby for nine months. And also so you have strong, powerful breast milk. So preparing and having food stocked up before before is really important or knowing like, okay, these are the places I'm going to have food delivered or I'm going to have, excuse me, um, little meal train with meals that I've requested from friends and family set up for not just like a couple of weeks, but really months because it can just be such a huge adjustment to get used to being up with this baby and taking mm. care of a baby that you might not have time to cook like you used to. So that's one of the biggest things, but also just having women really look at their lives like, are you going to go back to work the way you did before? Or how are you going to adjust your life so this isn't something you're just squeezing in? Right. Yeah. And I would think if they're, if they want to have <laughs> multiple children, that she's still, she would still, and you mentioned at least wait two years. So it's, you know, it's almost like once you decide you're just going to start a family, there's going to be a few years there of you just really taking the utmost care of yourself um, yes. as as much as you possibly can. Exactly. So true. So true. Yeah. So I would love to share a little success story if you want to hear. Yeah, we have a couple minutes. Yeah. Okay. Mm -hmm. okay. So I have one client who... She'd already had her first baby who was about three, but she was wanting to have baby number two and had had four, um, four different times of doing IUIs. That's like a less invasive way to get pregnant medically. And um, neither, it, no, none of those times worked. She had gotten pregnant once, but had a miscarriage and she just was not able to get pregnant on her own. <clears throat> So she came to me and started working with me and I did some blood work and realized that her iron was the lowest I've ever seen any woman ever. Um, she was vegetarian and, um, and uh, also her thyroid, okay, thank you. Her thyroid, <clears throat> excuse me, was um, not working well. And so I said, just give me a few months and let's like really repair and boost and replenish you and get you boosted up. And um, and then in four months, she got pregnant and she stayed pregnant. And now she has a healthy baby that's probably about two. Um, she probably would have just kept trying and it wouldn't have worked because she didn't actually have the resources inside of her to get pregnant. Yeah, and just I mean, it seems like iron and you know maybe a few other things was just was keeping that keeping her from actually doing that, and it seems like a, a much uh, quote unquote easier fix than going through all that medical treatment and hormones. And oh, I'm so happy that she found you. I know, me too. And now she's so much healthier as well, mm, and a better mama, I'm sure. 
Yeah, she was a very tired mother before, and now she's happy and energized. Oh, I love that. Yeah. So, so how can people find you, my dear? Um, they can go to my website, amandalove.com, and uh, read about my Radiant Woman program or my Make a Super Baby program, and they can book a uh, inexpensive initial consultation with me if they're interested, just to make sure we're a good fit and working together. Um, I do do general women's wellness as well, in addition to fertility, I'm just helping people, op- helping women optimize their health in all ways. Um, so that's my Radiant Woman program. But gen- um, they can reach me through my website, amandalove.com, or my, my email, amanda at amandalove.com. Thank you. Thank you for your beautiful work that you offer um, and being of service to so many women and parents-to-be and women in general. So love you, sister. Love you. Um, yeah, so... I just want to thank you, Amanda, for being here. And just remember to my listeners, you can follow me on Instagram at The Unbridled Woman and visit me at Facebook at Deanne Rose. Um, Next week, my guest will be a wonderful man, William Van Vliet. He's an entrepreneur, a spiritual seeker, and a beautiful example of a divine masculine. And our topic will be the role of self-awareness in building meaningful connections. Mm. So I'm going to close this circle with this quote today. To be beautiful means to be yourself. You don't need to be accepted by others. You need to accept yourself. Mm. Have an unbridled week, dear ones, and we will connect again next week. Much love. Thank you. Thank you for joining us on The Unbridled Woman with Deanne Rose. May today's episode infuse your spirit with the blessings of empowerment and the warmth of love. As you venture into the week ahead, embrace the divine feminine within. And remember that you hold the power to transform your life. Until we meet again.